Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and we are back at it, back at it, back at it again. And we got a lot to talk about today. New York Jets lose to the Patriots 25-6. to We're going to be discussing that. We're going to be talking about Zach Wilson's struggles in this game. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Jets' defense. We're also going to be talking about the upcoming game as well against the Broncos. we got a game coming up, so we got to discuss that too. So much to talk about. Listen, the number is 515-602-9639. Again, the number is 515-602-9639. Call in. We're taking callers. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Your boy's also on iTunes as well, man. Come on, iTunes. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Check out your boy iTunes. Subscribe to the iTunes. You know, the audio goes up there for the podcast. Some of you folks that listen to me on Blog Talk Radio as well, you can catch me on iTunes to The Long Beach Joso. Go there, subscribe, leave your boy a five-star rating, and give me some feedback on the show. Got people leaving feedback. Salutes to everyone that has, Mr. Magic, everybody that continues to do it. Please give your boy some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know how you feel about the show. I get a lot of good, positive feedback across social media, across everywhere. You know, I'm seeing it in my iTunes, but I want more. You know what I'm saying? I want to I wanna hear what y'all think about the show, how y'all feel about it. So, again, The Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Check it out. Uh, going to be on other streaming platforms as well going forward. So, you know, wherever you check out your podcast, I'll be there. Um, I'm also on, you know, Twitter as well, YoungJ000. Go ahead there. Follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. The show's page is The Long Beach Joe. You know, go ahead and hit me up. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. We can go back and forth. I love talking to people on social media. You know what I'm saying? And as always as well, for those of you that are listening to me on Blog Talk Radio or wherever you're listening to me from, I also live stream the show as well on Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. All right? Go to YouTube. Look in the search bar. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Your boy will come up. Subscribe to your boy and turn on your notifications. And give the stream a thumbs up if you can as well. I post other content on, on the channel, you know, videos as well. We talk about the team. We also game on the channel, too. We play games together. We have a lot of fun. So Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Give your boy a subscription. Go ahead and subscribe. Turn on your notifications and give your boys a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? So with all that said, it's time to talk about this, okay? And we got a lot to discuss. The lines are hot. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. This loss to the Patriots was a tough one, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. 25-6, to six, and there was a lot of issues, particularly offensively. That, that, we struggled a lot, and it was mainly because of the turnovers from Zach Wilson. It killed us. It absolutely killed us. Uh, he was 19-33 on the day, 210 yards, four interceptions, and zero touchdowns. Let me tell you something. These interceptions were <laughs> – they, they were questionable. <laughs> they, were, they were very much questionable, and honestly – they were all avoidable. They were all, there were all interceptions that he should not have thrown. Um, we talked about this on the show before we went into the Patriots game. We were very concerned about pass rush. We were very concerned about them rattling him, banging him around, a lot of like what we saw from the Panthers, right? The Panthers game, he was under a lot of pressure. There was a lot of issues. 
In this game, there wasn't much pressure. There really wasn't. The offensive line pretty much stood tall, especially for that first half. They played very well. He just made a lot of horrific decisions, especially on his third and fourth interception. The fourth interception, I don't even know who he was throwing to. It didn't seem like it was anybody over there. The third one was just just terrible. It was it was it, he didn't even see the Patriots player that he was throwing to, and it was just underthrown, and he just the Patriots player just picked it off. The second one, he kind of forced the Corey Davis. Corey, it did hit Corey Davis's hands. Maybe Corey could have came up with it, but there was a guy on the check down that he could have hit that was wide open, that could have ran for a bunch of yards and had a play. And instead of taking that guy, he was going for big shots. Now, there was a lot of talk, especially after the game, because it was, you know, the, a season opener at MetLife that maybe he was trying to do a lot because he was in front of that MetLife crowd. But let me tell you something. These decisions were bad. They were really, really bad. They were really bad. So he's got to clean that up going forward. He really, really does. Um, I, I look at it this way. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that are already bashing him, that are hopping off the bandwagon. I saw it directly after the game. You know, <laughs> Immediately people started to talk about Sam Darnold, how great of a week that he had had, and they were completely ready to flush uh, you know, Zach Wilson down the toilet. I'm not that way. Okay, I'm not. Look, Sam's doing what he does. Everyone knows I have nothing but love and respect for Sam Darnold, and I wish him nothing but the best. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, what Zach is doing here, he's a young quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback. He's trying to find his way. That I understand. There's going to be games where he looks, you know, shaky. But he's just got to learn from these things, and that's what I want to see going forward. I don't want to see him continue to make the same mistakes. Learn from the mistakes. Learn from the things that you've done that do not work, and then grow and gain from them. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. I don't want to see – you know, this turnover-prone quarterback, you know, play from him constantly or consistently through the rest of his time here. So, yeah, he threw four of them, and let me tell you something else. We knew it was the Jets' home opener. There was a lot of Jets fans there. I was watching the game. You know, I was surprised. I've been to the stadium multiple times. Even when we were really, really good, that stadium at times won't, you know, be as filled as, as it should be. I've gone to the stadium myself and been surrounded by other team fans as well. But uh, let me tell you, that place was rocking. But when Zach started playing badly, especially after the first two interceptions, actually the third one, they started booing him, and they got down on him. They really, really did. So Jets fans definitely went off. Um, There was a lot of questionable calls offensively as well. A lot of people were jumping about that too, uh, concerned about, you know, the play calling offensively, particularly on a third down play. It was close uh, close to the goal line. And I thought that that could have been handled a little bit differently. But, you know, I think that they were just trying to roll within whatever the game plan was. Uh, we were down 22-3 to three in the fourth quarter, and Sulla decided to kick a field goal instead of going for it and probably, you know, gaining some points there. The crowd let him have it for that as well. We're going to be talking about that too because there's a lot of people that question that. It was just – it wasn't a great day. Offensively, it wasn't a great day for Zach. Questionable calls. But I'll tell you what was solid for us, the running game. The running game was very solid for us. 152 yards on the ground combined, you know, our running game was really, really looked good, uh, particularly Ty Johnson and Michael Carter, who out-snapped uh, Tevin Coleman. So I thought they looked very solid. This was a young group going out there doing their thing. I was thoroughly impressed by our running backs. And our wide receivers, when there were balls targeted their way <laughs> and they were actually able to complete some passes, I thought that they looked decent too, particularly Elijah Moore, who bounced back 
from having a game where he was seemed like he was dropping everything. He came back and was able to get, you know, four catches for 47 yards. And honestly, he should have had more than that. Uh, there was a play where he was breaking away towards the left sidelines and he was wide open, but Zach threw a ball that kind of led him out of bounds. If he would have put that ball more upfield, I think Elijah Moore catches that ball and, and definitely can scamper and score himself a touchdown. It was a lot of yards, a lot of, you know, open yards in front of him, and the defender was just kind of lost. But, you know, he made the catch, got out of bounds, and they continued to roll. So, you know, the wide receiver core uh, I thought looked decent. Braxton Berrios, again, another game where he had seven catches for 73 yards. But I'll tell you what was questionable about the wide receiver core. Denzel Mims was inactive yet again, right? He's inactive. So here we have a guy where we're all wondering, hey, what is going on with this guy, bro? The first game, you don't give him much at all. He only has one catch for 40 yards. This game, you make him inactive. When they ask Robert Sella directly after the game and they say, hey, what's going on with Mims? Why isn't he playing? It's a standard excuse of, well, the guys that we started over him, there was more value. Keelan Cole was back. They started him. There was more value. He was more valuable than, you know, Denzel Mims. Jeff Smith is more valuable than Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims doesn't play special teams. Denzel Mims only knows his position. Well, Jeff Smith only had one catch for 35 yards. Keelan Cole had zero catches for zero yards. How are those guys more valuable than Denzel Mims with that production? Those two wide receivers put together had one catch for 35 yards. Denzel Mims is one of the more explosive wide receivers that we have on this football team. The entire offseason, all we did was talk about Denzel Mims and how he was going to have a breakout season. And now all of a sudden, it seems like he's the sixth or seventh best wide receiver on this team. You cannot tell me that Denzel Mims is a, is a worse wide receiver than Jeff Smith. You can't tell me that. You cannot sell me on that. You can't tell me that he's not better and more explosive than Braxton Berrios. I, just, I don't understand what is going on here, Okay. How do we have this guy that showed us last year with one of the worst head coaches in all of football and the worst head coach the New York Jets have ever had in Adam Gaze? He showed us his playmaking ability when he was put out there on the field. Now you come into this year, even when you have, even when you've lost wide receivers due to injury, like again, Jamison Crowder didn't play uh, against against the Patriots. You got guys coming back. You're looking for explosive playmakers for your young wide receiver, for your young uh, quarterback and Zach Wilson, and now all of a sudden Denzel Mims is useless because he doesn't play special teams. What are we doing? What are we doing offensively? And we're going to be talking about that tonight because I just I don't understand how you cannot find a way to utilize this young kid and put him on the field. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how an offensive coordinator cannot look at his skill set and figure out what they can utilize him for. And if the issue is that he doesn't know any other position outside the position that he runs, why can't you find a way to, to communicate what he needs to do on a certain play if he doesn't get it? We've heard that from other offensive coordinators, great offensive coordinators around the league. When certain players struggle with the playbook or don't understand certain things or they know the play but, but can't really execute as well in the game or don't understand it as well in the game, that they're just absolutely coached up on the sidelines they put out there and then they're able to make plays doing it that way. Why can't we do that with Denzel Mims? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. So we're going to be talking about that again, 515 is the number. Call in. 
I'll talk about the defense really quickly. The defense played extremely well, extremely well. First off, we got screwed over early in the game by what everybody in the world thinks is a fumble, but the whistle was blown, right? Marcus May goes in to strip a football from a guy, and he clearly stripped it. The guy fumbled. But the refs tried to blew the whistle early for whatever reason, and the fumble doesn't count. But let me tell you something. This Jets defense was flying around, even with the refs trying to work us over. This Jets defense was flying around. Marcus May, bro, will y'all pay that man? Will y'all pay that man? He had a sack in this game. He was all over the place in coverage. He played extremely well, as usual. Who would have thunk it? I'm just the guy telling everybody, you know, what they don't want to hear. Marcus May needs to stay a Jet for the rest what of the What more do you want from me? Now, what, do, what do you want? Do you want me to keep telling you that? You see the play. You see how he goes out there and, and his leadership and how he, he goes out there and executes. You see what he does to people. Like, come on, man. Give this guy his money. John Franklin Myers got a sack as well. Rankin's got a sack. Listen, we were concerned about the pass rush going into this game. We were all saying, can, he get to, can, can we get to Mac Jones? Can we make sure that Mac Jones feels it on that day, or, or is he going to have an easy day like Sam Darnold did, where he just doesn't get touched and nothing happens to him? They put hands on. They put hands on Mac Jones. They got after him. They really, really did. There was pressure there. Even with the three interceptions before the half, even, even with that, the Jets were only down 13-3 to because the defense was executing so well. I was thoroughly impressed by the defense, thoroughly especially Hall, who continues to play well at corner. Gundry played extremely well. Quincy Williams showing up. He's making plays. There were so many guys out there playing well in the Jets, doing their thing, handling business defensively. It was insane. So many guys, man. Michael Carter II was solid, too. I really, really like what the Jets' defense did, really do. Man, let me tell you. So we're going to get to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. But before I get there, I want to mention one more thing. We've got to clean up these penalties. We've got to do that. Okay? This Jets team was penalized, and we gave away a lot of yards, a lot of penalized yards. Eight flags for 77 yards. Sulla has to find some way to get control of that. He's got to. It's insanity. He's got to get in control of that because we are not a team, especially with the talent that we have. We're young. We're still trying to find our way. You cannot give away yards to teams like the Patriots. They're too well coached. You can't bail them out of situations and give them first downs like we saw. We also can't put ourselves into holes offensively. We saw that too with Fant yet again, a false start call, a holding call. We saw Greg Van Roten have a holding call too that put us in deep situations and downs. You cannot do that. You can't do that. So we've got to clean that stuff up. We're going to be talking about that tonight as well. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're going to get to these lines, man. We're going to get to these lines, and we're going to talk about it. All right, so the first guy I want to go to, listen, I want to go to Jacob. I want to go to Jacob because Jacob knows his Jets. Salutes to everybody. We're going to get to everybody tonight. The lines are hot. Please be patient. But I got to go to Jacob, and I got to talk to Jacob about this Jets game. I got to talk to Jacob about the Patriots, and I got to talk to Jacob about what's going on with Zach Wilson. So salutes to you, Jacob. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Jacob, give me your thoughts about this Zach Wilson performance, four interceptions. How are you feeling about this situation? And do you trust that going forward he'll be able to change this kind of turnover stuff here? Do you think he'll be able to clean up the interceptions going forward? 
Hey, what's going on, Joe? Nice to talk to you again. And I figured if there's a show to call into, it's got to be this one because that performance, I got to say, there's just no other way to put it. It was, it was terrible. It was flat out yeah. terrible. And, you know, it's, I definitely think going forward, he'll be able to improve on that because like, uh, I think it was Robert Rosala. I think it was that he said, um, he has to understand that it's okay to play a boring game of football because it's, Yep. It's awesome that he wants to make these big plays down the field. He wants to show off the arm talent. I love it. But um, I think as he matures in the NFL, he'll find that there's a time and a place for that and not everyone is Patrick Mahomes because there's only one Patrick Mahomes in the world. And um, if he can slowly learn that it's okay to check the ball down, it's okay to settle for 10 yards instead of going for the 30, 40-yard deep shot and risking turning the ball over, I think he'll be set up for a lot more success. So in this game, yes, it was a poor performance, um, but I'm not worried about this type of thing being a constant thing going forward because I think he'll learn over time. He's a smart kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping that he does clean it up going forward. His mechanics were off as well. I just think you could see that things were just not in the flow. And to me as well, look, I understand, listen, Bilicek is an amazing coach. We all know that, so on and so forth. I don't, I'm not going to give him too much. We can't stand him, their hated rival. But this, to me, was honestly yep. an average Patriots team. It was an average Patriots team. It wasn't like that. It was a lot of pressure on him. It was just a lot of bad decisions. But again, like you said as well, young quarterbacks are going to learn. You can't make those type of decisions in this game. You know, they, he, These guys are too talented. This is not, you know, like college, you've got to settle down in your play and, like you said, stop being so much of a gambler. Stop doing that. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to stay away from the, the thought of you know, him being a gunslinger. I know a lot, of, a lot of Jets fans started immediately saying, hey, he's a gunslinger. Listen, gunslingers throw a lot of interceptions. I don't need a gunslinger. I need a smart quarterback that's going to hold on to the ball, make sure he doesn't turn it over, and put the, the team in the best situation to score. You know, yeah. That's what I need. So, so, yeah, what are your thoughts, speaking of scoring, speaking of moving the ball, what are your thoughts about the offensive play calling, man? Because a lot of people were questioning some of the things that they saw in the floor, some of the play calling that they saw out of him. What were your thoughts on that? Um, I thought for the most part it was pretty good. I think the run game was pretty good uh, overall. I was happy with that performance. So to see us continue to run the ball when uh, it's working well. I like that play call. I didn't hate it too much, to be honest, overall. But um, obviously there's a couple times where we settled for field goals where I would have liked us to maybe go for it, especially when you're down, you know, two scores or three scores uh, going into the fourth quarter against the Patriots. I'd like to see Mm -hmm. us be a little bit more aggressive, um, you know, because three points going into the fourth quarter is obviously not ideal, and turning it into six points isn't much better. So I think on the offensive side of the ball, though, I really think most of the time I was okay with the play calls. I didn't hate it too much. Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts about uh, Mims being inactive on the day? Are are you concerned about how he's being handled, man? It still really frustrates me because, like I said last time, he's one of my favorite players on the Jets. And um, I know this is going to end up turning into a thing where he's going to request a trade, understandably, because if you're a 22, 23-year-old receiver with lots of potential and the team's not going to play you, then, of course, you want to get out of there. And, you know, the the thing with not being able to play on special teams, I can see it, but 
that's why you have 53 spots on the roster. That all 53 people don't need to be able to play special teams. And we have guys on the roster who are certified bums and busts that we like to keep on the roster for depth at positions where we don't really need the depth as much. And, I mean, against this team, you have nothing to lose, and you need to build that chemistry with your quarterback and wide receiver, especially if they're both 22 and 23. And so with yep. someone with as much potential as he has, I just – I will never understand why he's not on the roster right now or why he's not getting that time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I, I, don't, I don't get it whatsoever. I mean, this is a guy – again, and, and, I mean, you know as well, Jacob, just literally a month, month and a half ago – we were being told that he was going to be a breakout player. We were being yeah. told that this guy was going, to come, was going to literally wreck shop this year, and he was going to destroy the league because look at the strength of the wide receiver court. Denzel Mims is going to benefit from it all. Denzel Mims is going to have over 1,000 yards. He's going to have a, a bunch of touchdowns. He may be the favorite target of Zach Wilson this entire season. That's what we're being told, Jacob, and now he's inactive. Now we're being told that Jeff Smith, Keelan Cole, and everybody else is better than Denzel Mims and that the fact that he can't play special teams means, hey, there's no use for him. It's insanity to me. Yeah. It's, it's insanity. Different. It's insanity, Jacob. So I want to go to the defense with you, Jacob. What were your thoughts about the play of Marcus May, man? Isn't it time for Joe Douglas to just cut that check? Isn't it time, Jacob, to pay that man and keep him a jet for the rest of his life? Absolutely. And I think that's really the biggest concern I have with Joe Douglas because I love him as a general manager. I've been really pleased that he's done as general manager. And I've really felt like all us Jets fans can really like feel like we have a general manager who we can trust to get the job done and bring in the right people and not overpay. But at some point, there's the opposite, uh, opposite side of that spectrum that you have to look at, which is Sure, he doesn't want to overpay for people coming in, but sometimes it seems like he can be a little bit too cheap and not want to give a little bit of money to the people who deserve it. And so that's why he yeah. really got franchise tagged this year, Marcus May. And I'm really hoping we can get a deal done uh, because especially with one of the, arguably your best player on defense, I wouldn't say he's the best player, but he's definitely up there. And someone who's proven he's a reliable guy and he's a leader, you got to pay him. You have to. We cannot let him yeah. walk, and I'm really hoping Joe Douglas sort of changes his mindset a little bit because I love that we have another $70 million in cap space going into the next offseason, but, I mean, it does no good just sitting there. you got to use some of it. So for people like him who are proven, we should definitely bring him back. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now going forward, because I want to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming game against the Broncos as well and get a prediction from you, but – uh what are your concerns about this Broncos pass rush going into this game? Because let me tell you something. You know the offensive line played well this week, but you got Von Miller, and if Chubb is healthy, because we know he's dealing with an ankle injury right now, but if he turns up healthy, you're going to have two guys that are going to be able to get after. How big of a concern is that for you? Um, it's definitely a pretty big concern, but by the way, Bradley Chubb is uh, going to be inactive on Sunday, so we don't have to worry about him. Okay. He's, no, okay, but, okay. Yeah, he is inactive, yeah. But even still, especially when you're going into Denver, I get Zach Wilson's from Utah, so the elevation's still pretty high up there. But um, for the rest of the guys, the offensive line, being 300-something pounds is hard enough on its own let alone going to a place that's a mile high in elevation and trying to keep your breath up like that. It's mm-hmm. very hard. 
And so especially when you're going against the, you know, physical demons that they have on the defensive line, especially like Vaughn Miller, you got to really find some way to prepare for that and even just slow him down instead of completely shut him down. You really just have to slow him down because I feel like the offensive line actually did a really good job against the Patriots, which I was pretty surprised about. I thought Zach Wilson was going to be running for his life again, but we really got to figure a way to slow them down. And I think the rest will take care of itself. Okay. So my final question, Jacob, before I let you go, cause you bring be bringing the fire, man. So far, give me your score prediction for this game against the Broncos. What do you think the Jets do there? Yeah, I'll mention one thing after I give you the score prediction that I thought, you know, is just something to really mention to all Jets fans. I thought it would be important. But I would say for the score of this game, I really don't think we're going to come out with a win here. It's a tough situation to go to because Teddy Bridgewater has looked great. The whole offense has looked great for them, and it's a good defense for sure. So I see us probably coming away with like a – 27-14 loss, 27-17 loss or something like that. But, there's, I mean, there's always a chance we can win. Every game is winnable yeah. for every team. It just comes down to limiting errors and, you know, just out-coaching the other team um, and strategy. But as of right now, I do not see us winning this one. Jacob, Jacob predicting the Broncos. Listen, Jacob, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, man. It's been phenomenal to speak with you. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Hey, can I mention one more thing? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the last word before I let you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just for all the Jets fans out there, I just hope you all know that there's no reason to be giving up on Zach Wilson yet. All the rookie quarterbacks have been struggling because, believe it or not, did you know Trevor Lawrence has a 36% uncatchable ball rate so 36 percent of his passes have been determined not catchable whatsoever and justin fields has thrown picks trey lance hasn't even played yet and mac jones really didn't have that great of a performance he didn't even have 200 yards um so it's well, not just zach wilson it's all of them well you know i look i, I understand that take and i hear a lot of people saying that going back and forth I, I understand it i'm just saying that when sam was struggling and other other quarterbacks were struggling as well. When when uh, Josh Allen wasn't finding his way and he was throwing interceptions, nobody on no one in this Jets fan base said anything about that. Jacob, I'm just yeah, keeping it just fair. Just remember, it took I'm, Josh I'm, Allen I'm, I'm three years to be an MVP side. candidate. I, that's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that when Josh Allen was struggling and Sam Darnold was having his struggles here, nobody was saying, "Well, Sam, Sam struggling." Yeah, but so is Josh Allen. Nobody was saying that. They, yeah. When it was time to get Sam up out of here, it was time to get Sam up out of here. That's all I'm saying. I'm just agreed, agreed. I understand your take, but I'm just saying, you know, it is what it is. But listen, Jacob, I got to get back to these lines. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too. All right. Listen, we got we got callers. We got callers calling in. It is hot. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking live callers. Listen, for those of you watching, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up, okay? Please share the stream as well. You know, friends, family, other Jets fans, let them know that we're here and we're talking Jets, okay? Go ahead and share the stream. It's greatly appreciated. It helps me get out there. And as well, I know I have a lot of new callers, a lot of new listeners as well. Listen, when you call in, the only thing I do not allow on this show is cursing. You curse when you call in, I'll get you, I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast when we got Adam Gaze out of here.
I wouldn't let Adam Gaze coach a youth football team. I wouldn't let that happen. If I if I if I had a, had a kid and I knew that they were that Adam Gaze was going to be the head coach of of, of his team, my kid's not going to play. He's not playing. He's not playing. Nope, not with that guy. Not with that guy at all. Get out of here. So the only again the only thing I don't allow is cursing. Curse, I'll get you up out of here fast. I'm talking fast. So. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Donovan. Donovan, I'm coming directly to you. I know Donovan knows his Jets salutes to you, Donovan. Donovan, you know where we're, we're talking here? You know, we just lost to the, we just lost to the Patriots 25-6. to Give me your thoughts on Zach Wilson, man. Are you hopping off the bandwagon? Are you a Jets fan that's, that's bashing him and ready to – try your best to get Sam Darnold back on the squad. What are your thoughts about it, man? No, I'm not I'm not on that bandwagon quite yet. I mean, I haven't talked to you in a while, Joe, but last yeah. time we talked, I said we have to be patient with Zach Wilson. It is what it is, man. This is the rookie bumps. We've seen Geno do it. We've seen Sanchez do it. I mean, we knew that the game was going to happen. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's rough when you have the outcome of the the offensive line playing better, the defense playing great. And there's only one common denominator, and that's Zach Wilson and Lafleur. Like there was some play calls that I was just, I, I don't, I don't understand why you would start a rookie out like that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like you what know, happened I, I to doing it. like a swing pass and get him in some type of rhythm, or can we throw a screen pass? I mean, guys yeah. are putting their ears back. They know we want to run the ball. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So. Yeah. I don't know. There's questionable things, but I'm not jumping off the yeah. No, yeah. Look, look, there was a lot of Jets fans I talked to immediately after the game, and they were saying, listen, or even during the game, I was going back and forth with some people, and they were saying, listen, you got to do something to get the ball out of hands quickly, get some slants, get something going. And, you know, there was a lot of Jets fans who were the play call. On, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, and then I, the, the interceptions – you expect that from the rookie, but you're throwing to one of them. The guy looked like he was catching a punt return. The other one, I because yeah. I went to the game, and uh, I seen him fling it. I, I looked down the field. I said, I hope he doesn't throw it there. Three guys and one jet player, and he throws it there. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. It was man. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that was Whoop, one of the that, roughest games I've been to. Now, you were there, you know what I'm saying? You were there live, Donovan. Look, I, there, it seemed like the house was packed. What was, when they oh. started booing, oh, I mean, goodness. what was it like there when it, when the booing started happening live? I mean, it sounded unbelievably loud. I mean, how, I mean, how did it feel you to have see the going off like that? You, you have to understand, like, we, like, I got there a little bit late. My lot was already closed for my parking pass. I had to walk to the stadium. So on the way, on the walk to the stadium, it was electric. Like, you could feel like it. if something good happens, this place is going to explode. So we're all waiting there, and the first two passes are interceptions. That already took the wind out of us. By the time it got to the point where – and then the, you had missed – we had bad penalties. We had calls that weren't going our way. The, that should have been a, a recovery for Marcus May on the fumble. Um, yep. Then we had Zach Wilson got sacked one time, and it was a face, blatant face mask. We didn't get that call. I mean, there was a bunch of missed yeah. calls, but either way, by the time it got to that, and on top of that, there were so many Patriot fans, so many Patriot fans, and they're just dancing in our stadium, and I've been there several times before. 
when this has happened. And it's like this again, and then the next interception, it was over. It was over. It was loud. Yeah. yeah. I was a part of it, too. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, gotta, yeah, you get booed yeah. when you do bad. I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. this is not like the problem is we, everybody wants to get a trophy for something that you didn't work hard for. you got to work. This is the process right now. Everybody wants to tag them as the next Aaron Rodgers and the this and the that. You have to put in the work, man, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, look. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I respect all Jets fans. I'm one of y'all. I tell people that all the time. They be like, well, you know, Joe, what are your thoughts? Listen, I'm a Jets fan. I'm not gonna tell people how to be a fan, but I've been there. Y'all, everybody knows. I go to a game a year, you know, and I've been doing that for a while. We'll see if that, you know, if I can continue that. We all know what's going on out here in the world, but, uh, you know, I've been there when the the, the crowd will let you have it. That's that's. That's Jets, mm-hmm. you know. That's that's how Jets fans work. If you listen, when you do well, they'll they'll love you. You know, they'll love you a, more yeah. than anyone else in the league. Let me tell you, I've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen Jamal Adams be able to get away with crazy stuff when he was here because he was unbelievably beloved. But when they not feeling right. you, <laughs> when they, when they, when they feel like you ain't playing to the level that you should be, they are gonna let you hear it too, and they're not shy about right. it whatsoever. But I th- go go ahead. New York fans, I mean, this is what it is, man. This is a hard-working city, you know what I mean? And everything is grit. So even if you show, like, even you crown me about the old Knicks teams and that they're garbage, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But the thing is is that they're so beloved even to this day because they just worked hard, you know what I mean? So if you show us something, we're always going to love you. That's just what it is. John Starks did a lot of dumb stuff, but he's still beloved. If he walks around in the city, he's not paying for nothing. And that's just what it yeah. is in New York. When you're loved, you're loved. Yeah, yeah. You know who's not loved, though, so far, it looks like, Donovan? Denzel Mims. Who's this? Uh, this guy oh, was inactive on the day. So not only are we missing Crowder, right, because he's still dealing with the situation, now Denzel Mims is inactive. Do you believe, because it seems like out of the coaching staff thinks that Jeff Smith, Keelan Cole are better than Denzel Mims, what are your thoughts about this situation, man? When do you think we'll actually see this guy be utilized within this offense? Their whole thing about what they're saying is just ridiculous because you have two guys on that wide receiver court that if you if you were to drop Jeff Smith, who in my opinion is the odd man out, if you drop Jeff mm-hmm. Smith, Keelan Cole can play freaking uh, special teams and so can, so can Berrios because he does it right now. You said that yep. you were going to put guys in position and maximize what they're good at. That's what every great coach does. Why don't we have our mm-hmm. second round? Why don't we have our, our – now that draft is turning out to be super suspect because none of them are playing right now. And you have Denzel Mims, who you did all this, and we were highly touted. Guys were calling in saying he's getting over 1,000 yards. And I said he's not going to get over 1,000 yards, Joe. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it seems like right now he's in the doghouse. That doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I really don't, Donovan. Now, going over to the defensive side of the ball, man, what were your thoughts about C.J. Mosley and how he was flying around out there? I know you were live. What did it look like to watch that guy just go out there and lay hits on people, man? Oh, my God. That was, him, Marcus May was in there going crazy. Franklin Myers Talk was about going crazy. Even Quincy Williams was going The defense kept us in the game both games. Regardless yeah, of what yeah. McCaffrey did to us, we were still in the game to we had a chance to win. 
Yeah. We gotta get the we gotta get the, the wheels turning on offense. I mean, I'm saying like I understand there's a rookie system and the new this and the new that. But when I watch other teams, because I watch a lot of football, it doesn't look like the Jets always look like they're pondering on offense. Like it's like, okay, we're gonna run this play, maybe it's gonna work. Other teams go out there just to play, okay, boom, move the ball. Detroit last night, they had yeah. a, a rookie wide receiver. First catch was 45 yards. You mean to tell me we can't scheme a guy open? Elijah yeah. Moore did all this great stuff in the offseason. We were talking about him. I mean, but what's going on? I'm yeah. I'm just tired of the talk. I, I mean, I'm I'm always going to ride with the team. This is just what it is. But And I'm not on the Sam Darnold thing. It, it, if you put Sam Darnold back in the Jets, his record is the same exact record as Zach Wilson's right now. And if you put Zach onto the Panthers, guess what? His record's the same way, too, because you have a monster in Christian McCaffrey. That takes away a lot. A great running game will hide a lot of stuff. It hit a lot of stuff for Sanchez. Well, I mean, we had That's a great running game in this one. Four interceptions. You know, we, had a, we had a really solid right. running game in this game as well. There were some issues. There were some issues. 152 right. yards, I was, I was thoroughly impressed by the running game. You can't game even ask well, for more. Like, we uh, asked for – we asked yes, the quarterback for, for them defense. to improve on defense, improve on the offensive yep. line. And quite honestly, mm-hmm. I think the offensive line, I don't want to say it, but even when Beckton went out last week, that's when things got a little bit better for that offensive line. I'm not saying Beckton's a bust. I'm not saying he should be replaced by Fant, but the chemistry is better with the line that we have there. We saw it when Beckton went out, and then we just seen it in this game. Oh. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward because Beckham's going to be out quite a bit of time. But even talking about the offensive line going into this Broncos game, man, because I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Do you think we'll be able to hold up against the Broncos' pass rush? Because Von Miller is going to be coming full speed. I was worried about Chubb. He had, I know he had an ankle injury. Now they've officially, I guess, made him inactive. So we, we may mm-hmm. not have to deal with him. But Von Miller's coming full speed, bro. And you know we've had issues with pass rushers in the past. Do you think the New York Jets offensive line will be able to protect Zach Wilson against this Broncos defensive front? Uh, I think they'll be able to – I don't think it's going to be a, a ghost – like a Sam Donald ghost game. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. But it all depends on what they fix in that position, too, to get the ball out of his hands. It can't be the yeah. drop back five steps and look around. We don't have that type of offensive line that can that can do that. And I don't know if we have the wide receivers that can create the separation for it too. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that our wide receiving core is is bad. It's a up. It's definitely better than last year. I think that's our strongest position on paper. But we got to see something now. Yeah. Because yeah, it looked do. like those guys could not get open to save their life. I was looking around and I'm just like, there's nobody to throw to. <laughs> yeah, now, that's that's where, I, again, I'm saying, hey, look, is Denzel Mims going to be utilizing this upcoming game? That's going to be a big question. Because, again, according to reports, he had an unbelievable week of practice where he was beating the, the, mm-hmm. the starting squad, the starting corners that he was going against in practice. He was beating him. He was destroying them, according to reports. And we come into this week, and he was inactive against the Patriots. So it's like <laughs> – you better utilize this guy at some point because, like you said as well, Zach is going to need some guys to be able to get open, get separation, and get going. It can't just be Corey Davis, Corey Davis, Corey Davis all the time. All right? Sometimes right. that line is busy. Everybody's calling Corey Davis. I call him. You call him. You have an issue in your life, call Corey Davis. But sometimes those lines are busy. you got to be able to call on somebody else as well. So my final question right. before I let you go, Donna, because you've been bringing the heat, man. 
Give me your final score prediction for this upcoming game, Jets-Broncos. Who do you think wins the game, man? Uh, Listen, we always win the games we aren't supposed to win, and I'm going to say we're going to get a W by the skin of our teeth. Okay. And I'm going to call it – I'm going to call it 17-16. We always win a game we're not supposed to. We lose the games we're supposed to win, and we win the games we're supposed to lose. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, hey, job this weekend. All right. Listen, Donovan called it. 17-16 Jets. Salutes to you, Donovan. It was great to speak to you, man. You know, and, and, hey, you know, salutes to you as well for going to the game. I hope you enjoyed yourself. And always remember, man, the Knicks are trash, all right? The Knicks are trash. Yeah. So you have yourself gotcha. a good night, my friend. I hope <laughs> to hear from you next week on my next show, bro. All right, Joe. All right, have a good one. I got to give, give Donovan a little, you know what I'm saying, a little something. I lo- you know, I love all my Knicks fans. I respect you. The Laker gang over here, you know, LeBron, we got our guys now. You know, salutes and respect to everybody. But, you know, you, you take a jab at my Lakers once or twice, I got to hit you. You know, I got to hit you back. You know what I'm saying? So, again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Call in, everybody. We are taking live callers. We're going to continue to go to the lines. Next, I'm talking to my guy, 973. I'm coming directly to you, 973. I'm coming directly to you. And I want you to give me your thoughts on this New York Jets loss to the Patriots, man. What are your thoughts about all the penalties that we got? Oh, just totally uncalled for. I mean, even with, you know, Brady and the Gronk gone, we're still getting calls against us. I thought that was going to go. I mean, it was always being Brady's favorite and whatnot. But yet, we're still getting called for all the penalties against New England. It does go to show that some things just don't change. And I think these uh I think it needs a new refereeing system here because it's it's really just just awful, just like the game was last yeah. week. Ugh, mm-hmm. nauseating. Yeah. At what best. Yeah. What were your thoughts about the interceptions, the four interception day for Zach Wilson, man? Ugh. I thought you know that he was gonna have a much better game. You know, he was gonna build up from his first game, but yeah, he made all the he made all the mistakes. You know, I don't know if it's just because he's a rookie or you know. That he just doesn't, you know, just doesn't seem to, you know, have what have we were expecting so much from him, and you know all these mistakes they made, four interceptions in one game. I know he's still mm-hmm. a rookie; he needs to adjust, but there was just no excuse for that. We just we deserve better, and he should have done better. He played the first game like yeah. you know, like as best he could. Then again, the same thing with Sammy Boy when we had him, and he just tanked after mm-hmm. that. It looks like he's falling the same direction. And so what does yeah. Sammy do? He's having a better he's having a better year already. Huh. What a surprise. Yeah. I mean is it too early to give up on him? No. No, it's not no, it's, oh. I mean that. Give him a race? No. Yeah, of course yeah. not. I mean yeah. two games in, no. But he has he has to get better. He has to get more of a better feel for the game, better control of the ball, because this mm. is not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, to me, the key, especially uh, in this upcoming game against the Broncos, is our offense has got to get started fast. I mean, you look at the first game, our offense started out real slow. They didn't really get going into the second half. This game, they come in and never get going at all. Going forward, we have to get things together. We have to start fast offensively. We have to get rolling. That's going to be my next question because I want to talk to you about this upcoming Broncos game. 
do you think the offense will be able to get going quickly? Do you think we'll be able to get some points on the board and protect Zach Wilson against this Broncos pass rush? We'll get the points on the board, but going against Denver, that's going to be awfully tough. I mean, Denver has always played us played us hard. And, um, you know, it's just like, you know, even though you don't have uh, Ellie anymore, Denver has always, you know, given us, a, given us a good thrashing over the years. So it is going to mm-hmm. be a slow offensive. We'll get some points on the board, but I think it's going to be, you know, few and far between because Denver's, off, because Denver's yeah. defense, you know, is better than our offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my my last question before I let you go, can you give me a score prediction yes. for this upcoming game against the Broncos, man? Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? What do you think the score can be? 118 to 12. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think we're going to be on the losing end. I'm going to say it's going to be in the Broncos' favor. I'll give them a modest score. 35-21. I respect you. I respect you, man. I absolutely respect your take. I understand it. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of Jets fans that are that have, you know, questions about how we're going to go in there and beat this team. So, you know, you took it 35-21, you're saying Broncos 35-21. Listen, Joe, Listen, um, my friend. before you yeah, go ahead. Before I go, um, I have a mm-hmm. show of my own on Saturdays where I do talk, of course, the Jets and all of football and a lot of other stuff it. too. So, uh, maybe yeah, you want to give the show a yeah, let's give the, I'll give the show a call. The um the, the show is called the Enhanced Sports Show. Um, it's on five to seven Saturdays, just when you used to be on. Uh, uh, the number to call is five one two five four three four six six two. I'll repeat that again: five one two five four three four six six two. We handle almost everything in the world of sports: football, baseball, basketball, even a highlight if you want. So uh, if you've got time between five and seven, give a call. I'd be happy to take. I'd be happy to take your calls, questions, and comments. Everything, and we don't curse on the show either. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again for calling in, my friend. I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night. All right. Thank you, Joe. All right. Hey, listen. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We are taking callers. Please, again, when you call in, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. The lines are hot. Okay. You know, the only thing I don't allow is cursing on my show. I don't allow that. You know, you curse too much, I'll get you ass. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. I'll get your ass out of here real quick. Fast as you got out of here, Jamal Adams. We don't need you around. We do not need you around. NY Jets FL says I cursed a lot on Sunday. <laughs> Hopefully this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, you won't be cursing as much. I know people are extremely frustrated. We're going to continue to talk about the Patriots' loss. Again, the Jets lost to the Patriots 25-6. to We're going to also continue to talk about, you know, the upcoming Broncos game and everything that, you know, we're hoping is going to go on there as well. Again, for those of you who are watching, no matter where you're watching me from, please give the stream a thumbs up if you can. Please, please do. Also, share the stream as well with your friends and your family. Uh, You know, I always love hearing from new people. It helps my stream get out there as well. If you'd like to hit the Super Chat, please do as well. 
It's always there. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. For those of you that don't want to hit the super chat, some people just say, hey, Joe, we just want to hit you in the cash app. Listen, my cash app says at the bottom of the screen. Anything you donate to the, to the program is greatly appreciated. Everyone that gives to the platform, I want to thank you as well. So we're going to continue to go through these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Colin, man. Colin, salutes to you. I'm going to thank you for calling in tonight, man. Listen, Colin, we've been talking all night about this Jets offense, all right? All night we've been talking about it. Give me your thoughts about what you saw out there. Were you questioning some of the play calls from LaFleur in this game, in this loss against the Patriots? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the play calling, the throws Zach is making, um, you know, I'm, I didn't put Zach on a pedestal like a lot of Jets fans. A lot of people are putting him on a pedestal. The next Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. Um, he has to prove himself to me. Um, mm. You know, you and and you, 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 he's playing in New York. You're playing in New York. You're in the spotlight. You know, he he's trying to, you know, show everyone he was worthy of that pick. And you mm-hmm. know the pressure just got to him. You know he 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 choked on the on the on the pressure. So you know he he's mm. gonna do good. Um, but you know I I felt like Robert Sauer should have probably pulled him out for a series. Um, mm-hmm. I'm no expert at coaching, but I felt like you know in in that third quarter, fourth quarter, maybe we could have just sat him down for one series. You know, try to mm. calm him down because you know, like you said, you know the the game was still you know, reachable for us, right? Um, yeah. But I felt like they, they, they just left him out there to burn. Um, yeah. That's probably a rookie head coach mistake as well, you know? Um, yeah. And Sullivan, he was asked the question if he should bench him. He, you know, he was, he was his, his answer was like, you know, absolutely not. So, um, you know, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of growing up, Zach and the coaches, they all have to do. Um, and they're they're all inexperienced, so you know I I definitely didn't give them a win against the Patriots. I I think I told you before, I think they go yeah. one and five to start. Um, and their first win for me probably gonna come against um, Atlanta. Okay, okay. I mean, we'll see going forward how that happens. We'll be. I'll, I'll yeah. talk to you in a yeah. little bit. Of- upcoming game against the Broncos, but give me your thoughts about Elijah Moore as well, man, because I thought he had a solid game bouncing back from the first game that we saw with the drops and stuff like that. He had, you know, some catches. He looked good. I thought he should have had a touchdown in this game, but Zach didn't put the type of touch on the ball that I think he should have. Were you impressed by his performance? Oh, definitely. Definitely did. Um, and like you said, that, that pass that Zach passed to him, that was clearly yeah. a touchdown. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when I when I saw the pass and when he caught the ball and he he had no choice to go out of bounds, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was like, "The mm-hmm. the one good the one good play Zach had a chance to redeem himself and make everyone forget about those picks." You know, he mm-hmm. he he kind of like threw that one too close to the sideline. Uh, but again, yeah. Elijah Moore is our our he was our what was he our second pick, right? He was he was the he was the, the pick, second in the pick in the draft. Second. Second pick of yeah, the uh, right? well he was picking the second round, yes. Right, he was picking the second round, but he was he was also the I believe the second pick because we traded the, the picks, right? To move up to get that. Yeah, we traded that. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So well, no, um, uh, yeah. But no, Zach was the first pick, and then Vera Tucker was the second because oh, yeah, we yeah, traded yeah, up for yeah, Vera Tucker. Yeah. I'm not even, so like I'm said, not even counting Zach at that point. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, we we picked we picked him right in the second round. We picked Denzel Mims in the second round, and you know that from that from that draft, that 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 draft, it seems like no one is on the team or no one is playing. So hmm. you know, I'm I'm I I don't understand like. What's going on with Mims? I, I don't know. I just feel like without Mims on the field, I feel like Zach is going to continue to struggle more because, you know, you you, you double key in Corey Davis and who who who's left? You know, yeah. Who's left for Zach to throw the ball to? I mean that you that know? is a big so, question, and yeah. that's something that I, that's something I'm looking at. I looked at as well. I said to myself, I'm like, listen. <laughs> Elijah Moore, you know, he's coming on, on, on coming into his own. We we see him get a bounce back. Corey Davis is the guy really out there making plays. You got Jamison Crowder still dealing with the situation. He wasn't playing. Keelan Cole, zero catches, zero yards. Jet Smith, one catch for 35 yards. Why is Denzel Mims not out on this field? I just don't understand yeah. it. The athleticism, the ability, the catch radius, he's got it all. Are you telling me that you cannot utilize this guy? And if you cannot properly utilize Denzel Mims within an offense, then what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. When you look around this even league, if you, even right, if you, you look at all in the, the, in the, in the red line, zone. they figure yeah. out how to utilize their guys. They do. Andy Reid figures out how yeah. to utilize his guys. Sean Payton figures out how to utilize his guys. You can keep going on. They figure out how to utilize guys. I don't understand how you can't figure out how to utilize a guy that has solid hands, he's a big catch radius, he's athletic and fast. I just don't. Yeah, I, physical I mean, guy. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't get it either. I mean, in red zone, right? All you need the guys to do is just get to the end zone and jump up and and battle anyone for the ball, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There, there, there's the football politics involved somewhere in there that we just don't know about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I am, I don't get it. You know. Yeah. So going going forward, yeah. I want to talk to you about this Broncos game really quickly. Look, you look at this situation now. You're going against these Broncos. They've got a heck of a running game going. And, yes, our defense played well in this game. You know, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry didn't get as much as we thought they would. But this Broncos running game is solid. They got Tim Patrick. They got Sutton. How concerned are you for our defense going against this game? Do you think our, our coverage, our corners, are going to be able to cover these wide receivers of the Broncos? Um, I, I think they can do – you know, pretty well with these guys. They can match up good with these guys, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to stop them from scoring. These guys are going to score, mm-hmm. and, you know, keep in mind we're, we're going up against Teddy Bridgewater, a guy that, yep. you know, ex-Jet, you know, another ex-Jet quarterback that we have to face. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I you know, we, we're not going to be able to match them toe-to-toe when it comes to points, but, mm-hmm. you know, We'll, we'll be able to, to keep them probably on the 24 points. Is, you know, okay. is so give me your, my final question for you is uh, give me your uh, final score prediction for the game. 24-17, Denver. 24-17, Denver. 24-17, Denver? Yeah. Oh, 24-17. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I respect yeah. it, Colin. I understand. Yeah. There's a lot of Jets fans that feel the exact same way that you do. 
you know, this is a very just a solid Broncos team. We're still trying to find our way. Yeah. We're owing two yeah. wins to get our yeah. first win. I, I understand it. I understand it. But listen, Colin, yeah. I got to get back to these lines on there. They are hot. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? Yep, Joe. Take care. Good night. All right. Have a good one. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Colin predicted a loss. We've had, we've had a couple of fans tonight predict a couple of people. You know, I understand it. I get where you're coming from. We're going to keep discussing this, all right? Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking live calls wherever you're watching me from. Please give the stream a thumbs up. I know I'm across multiple platforms. Uh, you know, give me some hearts or wherever you're at. Just please follow the stream, subscribe to the stream if you're on YouTube, and give me a thumbs up as well, um, you know, on, on the stream on YouTube. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 515- Six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy Steve, C T, Monty, all the other callers. We'll see you. We'll get to you in a second. But I got to get to my guy Steve very quickly. Steve knows his stuff. He knows what he's talking about. Salutes to you, Steve. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Steve, give me your thoughts about this loss to the Patriots. Twenty five to six, man. How are you feeling about this situation? Four interceptions from Zach Wilson. What are your thoughts on this, man? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, great, always great to hear from you, man. So here was the thing. Going into this game on Sunday against New England, you know, it's exciting. The fans are back in MetLife Stadium for the first time since 2019. And the atmosphere at MetLife was amazing. I mean, I was watching the game at home. But the atmosphere at MetLife was just incredible. Now, the only bad thing about this game was, because here was the thing, we outplayed the Patriots in the whole entire game. The reason we lost, unfortunately, was Zach Wilson. Now, here is the thing that really upset with about the game. Now, listen, Zach Wilson, you know, he had a bad game. But let me just tell you something. This is a good thing for him to have a bad game at times, and this is the reason why. This was only game number two, and he's a rookie. He's only played eight quarters in his whole entire career so far. And the one thing he said after the game, he's got to clean up on stuff. You know, the one thing is I know Zach will bounce back from this. And, you know, Robert Sala commented on it, you know, yeah, listen, he had a boring game, you know, Sometimes you got to make those boring plays. And, and Salah yeah. is right about yeah. that. You just, listen, you can't be Patrick Mahomes all the time who throws the ball, like, down the field all the time. Listen, you got to mm-hmm. make those short plays. Because, listen, if he made those short plays, Joe, and if those turnover, and if those interceptions were cut down, let me tell you something, we wouldn't have won on Sunday. But you know what? Listen, I'm okay about it. He is a rookie, and this is a good learning experience. And I am so sorry about this, but for the Jet fans booing at Zach Wilson in only in his second career game, that is disgusting. I am calling it right now. That is disgusting. You do not do that to a rookie quarterback in his second game. Has anyone seen what the other rookie quarterbacks have done? Look at what Trevor Lawrence has done. He's thrown interceptions. Justin Fields threw a bad interception when he came into the game on Sunday for the Bears. Um, Trey Lance didn't get a chance to play yet. Uh, look at um, look at Joe Burrow. He threw three picks against Chicago. 
Look, look at what's mm. it. Somebody basically commented on Twitter today and basically saying, oh, all we're all talking about is how Zach Wilson looked terrible and threw interceptions. Other quarterbacks throw interceptions. Give me a break. You know what it is, Joe? They like yeah. to make fun of the Jets. That's what they like to do. And, and it gets me angry when they do this kind of stuff. Okay. Listen, I, I, I hear your take there, Steve. But my question is this, and I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second, but I understand, you know, all of a sudden it's, hey, look, other, other teams' quarterbacks, young quarterbacks are struggling. But where was this when Sam was struggling? Because when Sam was struggling at a point, so was Josh Allen. And I never heard anyone say, well, Josh Allen looks bad and Sam does, you know, looks pretty bad right now, so let's give Sam a pass. Where was that when, all, when Sam was here? Yeah, no, it, it, never was, it never was really, really shown during that time. And, and now they're all doing it towards Zach Wilson. Let me tell you, what, it, it, it's a disgusting act. Like, listen, Joe, I understand from Jet fans that it, it's been very frustrating, you know, 10 years that we haven't made the playoffs. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. 10 years that we mm-hmm. haven't made the playoffs. And I understand yeah. from Jet fans that it's absolutely frustrating. But let me tell mm-hmm. you something. This kind of a game for Zach Wilson was a good learning experience. Now, let me let – me, all right, uh, that was the, basically the main negativity, okay? The positive mm-hmm. about this game. I thought the offensive line have played a lot better than what they did in Carolina, even though Greg Van mm-hmm. Roten is still a trash player, okay? I'm saying this right now. He is a trash player, Greg Van Roten, okay? But the offense was creating holes. The running game was spectacular in the game. We went from mm-hmm. having 45 yards in the first game to 152 on the ground, and that is great. Now, then, then you know, Elijah Moore made some good plays in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Even Michael Carter was showing some impressive things, and even Ty Johnson was showing some impressive things. Uh, impressive impressive stuff. Like, okay, that was the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Joe, to start off this season, this defense has been has been great. We're top nine mm-hmm. in, in the top ten of defense. We're number nine. Yeah. C.J. Mosley flying around the field. Quincy Williams, what a hit on James White on Sunday. Those are the kind of mm-hmm. hits I like to see. Those are hits yeah. we need that, that defense to do. Not, not so soft. Yeah. No, you smack them and put them on the ground. That's what you do. Mm. Yeah. Listen, uh, Steve is bringing the heat right now. You're bringing the heat, and you're talking about the Jets' defense, and that's where I want to go with you, Steve, because I want to talk to you about this upcoming game against the Broncos as well. You talked about all the heat that was brought. Marcus May was able, was able to get out there, get himself a sack. We saw John Franklin Myers getting involved. We saw Rankins flying around there as well. He got himself a sack. Quincy Williams, you brought up C.J. Mosley. Do you think we'll be able to get the same pressure on Teddy Bridgewater in this upcoming game against the Broncos? Yeah, no, before we talk about the thing with the Broncos, there was one last thing I, I got to say, Joe. You know, last, mm-hmm. going into the season, the thing on the defense that's still really worried about me was the young cornerbacks. The young cornerbacks, Joe, have been absolutely great the first two games. I know they've only played two games so far, but they have looked mm-hmm. really, really good. Now, yeah. now, let me also say this now, going to the Denver game. Here is the thing about the Denver game. 
The Broncos, I'm just letting you know, they're going to be a tough challenge. Played their first two games on the road this season. They beat the Giants Mm -hmm. at MetLife, and they beat the Jaguars this past Sunday in Jacksonville. Let me tell you something. Denver is definitely going to be a challenge because, number one, it's their home opener. Now, the thing is about the players. Now, obviously, we just found out today Bradley Chubb is going to be missing multiple weeks because he was dealing with an ankle injury. And the Broncos are also without Jerry Judy because he had a high ankle sprain the first game of the season against the Giants. But talking about this, Denver in mile high. Now, I know in the past the Broncos have not really been a good team. But whenever when you play the Broncos in Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado, they are a much tougher team to play in their stadium. And the thing about the Jets, which unfortunately does worry about me, the Jets in the past have never been a good team when they've gone out west, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. They haven't been a good team when they go out west. Now, that is, now, Denver is near where Zach Wilson is from because Utah and Colorado are next-door neighbor states. So it's, it's going to be a nice little homecoming for Zach Wilson for that game. But, you know, the thing is, I know you guys mentioned about Von Miller earlier in this, in this show. Von Miller, mm-hmm. yes, he is off to a good start. He's not the same player he was at the beginning of his career. I mean, I think he's a great player. And I think and, – and, and, yes, he definitely will be an impact on this game. But to me, Joe, yeah. to me. Yeah, but he's, he's still Von Miller. I understand that he may not be, you know, the 20-year-old Von Miller, the, you know, but he's still Von Miller. He's still vicious. He'll, he can still bend the edge. He can still get right at your passer. We're seeing him do a lot of the same things that he's been doing for years, Steve. So you can't discount this guy. This guy is still no, I, I'm, no, no, I'm not discounting Von Miller. I'm not discounting okay. him. But, All right. but, you know, but, but, but he's going to be a challenge. But, you know, and the thing is, I will say this, right now for the Broncos to get Teddy Bridgewater – I think was a good mm-hmm. move by the Broncos. And remember, the Broncos have talent on their team. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's yeah. got Cortland Sutton at receiver. He's also got Noah Fant at tight end. The Broncos are the Broncos are going to be a very challenging team. You know, some people could say that it could be a trap game for Denver. You know, after Denver yeah. had good starts on the road, and now that they're coming home, people are saying it could be a trap game for them. I mean, listen, we'll see what happens Sunday. Yeah, so so Steve, before I let you go, give me your final uh, score prediction for this upcoming game against the Broncos. Who who do you think takes it, man? Here is the thing, Joe. You know, I, I want to see the Jets win every game. I mean, listen, it's not going to happen. It's just that, Joe, yeah. the thing is, with where the team is at right now, mm-hmm. unfortunately, listen, and I love to be wrong, Joe, and, you know, I know yeah. you respect my, my takes, but unfortunately, I, I have to give the this game is in Denver. I have to give this win to Denver, and the reason is, is right now Denver going into this game is the better team than we are. But I want to see the Jets at least put up a good fight against them, and I think the Jets will keep it close with the Broncos. I think it will be a close game. I'm gonna uh, go twenty-seven Broncos, twenty-four Jets. All right. 
Listen, Steve, I I get it. There's been a lot of Jets fans calling in tonight, and, and a lot of them have picked the Broncos. Listen, Steve, I got to get back to these lines. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It was great to speak hey, with you. Hey, you have a good have night, Joe. Good night. Go Jets. All gas, no break. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about, Steve. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, salutes to Steve for calling in. Salutes to the Savages, okay? <laughs> salutes to the Savages. Do you want to know why I call them the Savages? Because they're They are savage. We're going to keep getting to these lines. 515 is the number of call-in. Listen, salute to the savages. I'm going to let you guys in on a little behind the scenes. I, You know, I'm doing a lot. I'm listening. I'm talking. I'm going back and forth to people. Listen, the, the, the chat is full of savages, okay? And they be having me dying. They <laughs> me crying, laughing up here. Oh, my goodness. Salute to the savages and I, I see y'all asking questions. I'll get to y'all in a second, but we're going to keep getting to these lines. 917, I'm coming directly to you. 917, salutes to you. You look like a new caller. Give me your name, where you're from, and give me your thoughts on this Jets loss to the Patriots 25 to 6. Hello? Yes, 917? Oh, yeah, what's up? It's BK Tran. Oh, BK, salute. Hold on, hold on, BK. BK is a stab. A full Okay, salute to you, BK. It's good to hear from you. Finally, hear from you, my friend. Give me your thoughts on this loss, BK. Well, the loss, man, it was um, it's a frustrating loss because you see that they had, you know, they, their defense played well. The running game was on, but it seems uh-huh. like he was just trying to make too much happen with the play calling. I don't, I don't even know if the play calling was that bad. Initially, I thought, okay, the play calling wasn't, didn't, didn't go well, but it really wasn't the play calling. It came right, right yeah. down to his decision-making. You yeah. know? And, um, you know, it's going to be hard for us to get calls our way because, you know, we're not a winning team. So I, I also feel mm-hmm. that way as well. So, uh, But, you know, I, I think the bright spot of the game, I like to focus on the, some of the positives, was Michael Carter, man. I mean, he ran the ball really well. He ran mm-hmm. hard. Um, yep. he, was, he made plays. Elijah Moore could have had a touchdown that had that ball been, you know, had been pushed down the foot the way it should have been instead of instead of taking him out of out of bounds. That could have been a touchdown. Yep. So there's some there's some positives in the game with the with the rookies that played. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. It was. I mean, guys were. Like you said, there were some positives, particularly defensively. Our defense got after it. Our pass yes, rush was solid. I thought John Franklin Myers played well. Uh, uh, C.J. Moses yes. out there flying around. Quincy Williams played yes. well. Marcus May played well. Our defense did, played well enough for us to win this football game. It was just the turnovers offensively. We just could not handle it. We couldn't handle four interceptions, and especially the penalties as well. The penalties were big too. Eight of them for 77 yards. That that hurt us in a lot of situations, particularly offensively too, because a lot of them were false starts. We saw holdings. A lot of that stuff pushed us yeah. back and made it even tougher for us yeah. to get put in the situation. But I want to talk to you about this upcoming game against the Broncos, BK, because, listen, this is a good football team we're th- that we're going to be going against. And my question for you is, do you think that this defense will be able to cover a lot of the weapons that they have? A guy like Noah Fant can get after it. Are you concerned about him going into this game? Well, I'll be honest with you. I think their defense will play well. 
I think because of Robert Sala and because of what he has a plan, they'll be, they're going to be aggressive. They might get beat, but I think they're going to win a lot on, on you know, on third downs. I think they will win on third downs. Um, the thing, though, with the, with the defense that's concerning is the linebacker position, like that, that, that other linebacker next to Mosley, like where they at with that one. Now, we saw Quincy Williams get the game. He's going to play next yeah. week. Obviously, because he's played well in the last game, we don't know what Goodson is going to be—is he going to play or not? But that's cause that's mm-hmm. my only concern. But the front leaf of the line, I think they're going to have some success against against uh, against um, Teddy Bridgewater. I really do. Okay, okay. You know? So before I yeah. let you go, B, before I let you go, BK, because you're bringing the heat right now, man. Give me your score prediction. What is your final score prediction for this upcoming game against the Broncos? You know, your last caller, well, not the last caller, two calls before, he said that the Jets every now and then they'll, they win a game they shouldn't win. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. I, I think they're going to win the game. I think around 24-21. I really think the defense is going to be able to keep their offense from scoring. Uh, I really so 24-21 Jets? I, yes, I do. Oh, listen, BK. <laughs> BK said 24-21 Jets. Listen, I respect that, BK. I respect that. Look, I got to get back to these lines, man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Next can, time, can, I, I want to hear from you, thing? BK. I want to hear from you, bro. Can I, I want to hear from you, man. Can I, can, I, can I add one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. So here's what I think, though. One of the, the, the what, what should be the uh, – how they should run the offense this week? The running game should be at least 30 to 35 touches. Between all two mm-hmm. and running back. Okay. Zach Wilson needs to throw the ball no more than thirty times this game. No more mm-hmm. than thirty times. At the most. Right? Just so they can get yeah. a rhythm and that's so they can slow down that pass rush. And I think yeah. if they do that, they'll they will they will have success in the third and fourth quarter. So that's my take. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, I respect that take. Listen to BK. I'm gonna get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You as well, man. All right, you have a good one. Listen, BK train on the line. Savage, no savage. Calls in and he's bringing the fire. Listen, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Again, when you call in, please be patient. We got a lot of people on the lines. You know, lines are hot. We get to everybody as soon as possible. Also, when you call in, because I know I have a lot of new callers and new listeners, right? When you call in, please don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up. When you do that, it puts you at the bottom of the queue. When you call in, I can see you. Okay, I can see you. I get to everybody. Believe me, in order. I respect everybody's time. But if you call in and hang up, call in and hang up, you're just going to put yourself at the bottom of the queue and we'll never hear from you ever. So just call in and and wait your time and I'll get to everybody. We respect everybody's time here. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe and turn on your notifications. So when I post content, we do live streams, do all this stuff on this channel. You folks will be in the know if you hit that notification button. So next, I'm going to my guy, Monty. Monty, I'm coming directly to you. <laughs> we already know how it goes with Monty. My alarm goes up. Alarm's yeah, going yeah. Off. Yeah, you better you better start it up. You better bring extra security. Listen, I, bring I extra security. Hey, Joe, you, why security. you ducking me today, man? You you ducking me, man? Ducking you been ducking me all. I'm not ducking you. I'm not ducking you. Okay, 
I'm right, not. I'm just I'm you on the line checking. It seemed like you was ducking me. You 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 knew what I was gonna say. And you know you you <laughs> hey man, I don't feel like dealing with this right now. Let me uh talk to Pete. Listen. we we got callers. We got I gotta get to everybody. You already know. I get to you. We go back and yeah. forth all the time. I yes, love sir. Yes, sir. So listen, let's get it started. Four interception games, Zach Wilson. Give me your thoughts on him and his Jets offense, man. So uh, you know, when I was talking to you, uh, you know, before the game, Joe, I told you it was going to be like this. Uh, you know, the Patriots, the Patriots defense and Belichick, man, they just know how to really confuse young quarterbacks, man. And and it's, it's when you're able to play press man uh, and, and, you know, just kind of confuse a quarterback, you don't need, you don't even need the blitz. Zach Wilson just mm. felt like he just had to rush and there was no, we don't have any good receivers that that's able to just beat man coverage, and when you have that, you mm-hmm. have your your quarterback who's who's out there pressing, and uh, you know, it's just like I like I told you, we 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 need players, Joe. We need players. We need a guy who Zach Wilson can look at and just say, hey, I know this dude is going to beat man to man man to man coverage off top, and we don't have we mm-hmm. we just really don't have that guy yet, you know. Oh, we even Elijah, so what even, even Elijah Moore. Like I just don't. I, you know, I was I was very high on Elijah Moore because based off what I heard in practice, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't. I see him just being a quality number three, number three slot receiver. You know, wow. Hopefully, he approved me wrong. Yeah, I, I just don't see it, Joe. My. I just don't see. It. I just don't see dominant. I just don't see dominant number one, number one receiver from him. But I see quality. Listen. I can see. I, I think he could be a quality, you know, uh, receiver. Everybody listening, I did not say that. That was Monty that said that. I'm sure you can find him somewhere on social media because if you ask Jets beat writers, you ask the Jets, anybody Jets fans, they are telling you he is the greatest Jets that the greatest mm-hmm. Jets wide receiver that the Jets have ever drafted. I'm not making that up. I'm telling you what yeah. I was told repeatedly. Okay, <laughs> you know it. Yeah, Monty. that's you what they know, said. So that's what they said. That's all that, I was just, hearing from this guy. Just know that Monty said that. I think that Elijah Moore is going to be a phenomenal talent. I think he's young. He's figuring things out. But, you know, Monty says that he doesn't see the special. He thinks, hey, he's a, he's a number three wide receiver. I respect that. He's I respect a guy. He's a guy. Okay. So now I want to talk to you about this wide receiver core. Boy, Monty just steps right into the quicksand. I want to talk to you about this wide yeah. receiver core because you just brought it up, all right? So you, you brought it up, and you talk about, hey, we got issues. Guys can't beat guys. Jeff Smith, one catch, 35 yards. Keelan Cole, zero mm-hmm. catches for zero yards. Don't you think we yeah. should be using a guy like Denzel Mims? Like, what are I your thoughts about him being inactive? I'm just saying. I mean, I like I, – I, I think uh, if if the Jets receiver core was going to go to that next level, like going into the season, I thought Denzel mm-hmm. Mims was going to have to have a, a, a big season. I saw flashes from him, which led me to think that maybe he could go to that next level. But, you know, he uh-huh. just hasn't been able to prove it because he hasn't been able to really play. And from what I understand, if if I'm looking at – if I'm paying attention to, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan and, and, and what he likes to do, I think uh, I think that he doesn't really play the, – the receiver position is, is very complex. I think the quarterback position is – is uh is a little a little bit more friendly, but what he wants you to do, he wants you to really like learn all positions because he wants you to be able to play at any receiver position, and and if you mm-hmm. don't, 
I think he's that old from comes from that old school cloth. Uh, he just doesn't he just doesn't play you. And I think Matt Lafleur, you know, being under Kyle Shanahan, I think he sees it yeah. the same way. And I think that they're not you know they're not tolerating it. Either you you know you either you learn it or or, or you're not playing. You know, like I but yeah. I, I I think that he should be be playing. You know, you should yeah. at least put him at the position that he knows at least. But you know, I uh, think that's it's what I'm just saying. A, that's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, I think it's just one of those situations. It's, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. It's insane to me, Monty, that we're looking at this situation where you see, okay, you got a young quarterback. You got to figure out a way to make sure that he is much has as much weapons on the field as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So he can find guys. And you're sitting back, and you got this guy that has all this ability, and because he doesn't know every single position, but he knows his, you're just not going to play him. Why don't you just tell him what route to run before he goes out there so he knows what route to run? And then he can go do that. You know, why can't you set up a – because we've seen that with other guys. We've seen other guys struggle with either learning playbooks or adjusting to systems, and we've seen great offensive minds be able to simplify their system or coach that guy up to make sure that he's useful. Why can't we do that here? That's my only question. That's my question. Because I I think it's a a situation where – Matt LaFleur is his, is, this is his first offensive coordinator position. This is first offensive mm-hmm. coordinator uh, job. And you're looking at Robert Sala, who is, this is his first head coaching gig. And they're coming yeah. from that Shanahan tree of it's a old, it's a old school way. I, Brandon Ayuk is dealing with the same thing. And Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. pr- produced last year. He, do, he can't, he yeah. can't get on the field. Yeah. So, I think it's just – I think it's more so they're just trying to set the standard at that position mm-hmm. where they think – I think they do think highly of him, and Denzel just has – you know, he, he just has to get his head in the playbook. He has to learn these things, and he has mm-hmm. to get on the field and produce. But I think yeah. Denzel Mims, it, he can be he can be a player, but, you know, if, if you're struggling with things like learning a playbook – uh, I kind of question mm-hmm. your dedication to, you know, your craft, and I think that's a fair, well, you know, I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, we'll see what happens going forward. I just, I'm just mind boggled by this. I don't understand why he can't be put out there. It's weird. Why they? Can't. I mean, even if you just like you said, just run him at his position. W- what is the problem? Because okay, if you're telling me that he's not because he doesn't know all of, all the position or whatever it is that he doesn't know, even the guys that know things aren't productive, right? As productive as mm-hmm. we believe he would be. You know, Justin, mm-hmm. one catch, 35 yards. Keelan Cole, zero catches, zero yards. He's if better than those guys, one, too. 35, and he's way better than those guys. So I'm like, yeah. oh, my goodness. So my next, my next question for you, It has to be something Mark, else. It's, it has to be something else it's, it's that we be don't something. know about because I can't, I can't, I can't yeah. see it. I can't see it, especially – when you have a young quarterback, I I would think that you would want to put as much talent on the field as possible. But again, you know, Robert Sala wasn't here, uh, and Matt, uh, Mike Lafleur wasn't here uh, when he was drafted. So you know, yeah. I know Joe Douglas was the one who drafted him. But if they don't see if they don't see the talent like we do, then you know, it is it, it, it's on them. I well, guess they just scary. don't want to play. Yeah, that's scary because. It- because there's other guys that weren't here when they were drafted either. Makai Beckton was not here when they were drafted. Ashton Davis was not here when they were drafted. You keep blowing out these draft picks, and that first draft, no disrespect, is going to start looking very Mike McCagnan-ish. 
it's looking it's kind of I mean, looking a little thin, sir. It's kind of looking a little I mean, thin. I think you know, it, it, you know, you might you might be one to give uh, Joe Douglas that F I was telling you about, sir. Oh, uh, Monty, I'm staying away from that. It's getting I'm staying close. Away from Monty. It's getting Here we no, go. I'm you're not I'm getting me saying. started. You're not getting me started. Uh, we're I'm going saying. to the Broncos game, Monty. Monty, we're going to the Broncos game. Okay. That's it. Right, I'm not. Right. I'm closing the door okay. on that. Everybody hey, I stuck, I stuck my big toe in, in the water. I stuck my big toe in the water. I wanted to just see, see the temperature, Joe. Yeah. If you want, if you want listen, me to jump listen. all the way in, I was going to jump in. But, but, hey, I'll step up. Monty, Monty, Monty now. Monty, come on now. Come on now. I mean, slow it down. What more do you want from me? <laughs> I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. All right. Okay. All right let's go okay. to this Marco all right. game. All right. Let's go to this Marco okay. game. Now, my okay. next question for you, Monty, when you look at this Broncos game, how concerned are you about Teddy Bridgewater and this Broncos offense, man? Do you think this Jets defense will be able to slow them down the same way we saw against the Patriots, where the Patriots weren't doing as much as we believed that they would? Yeah, I think uh, um, the way that um, Salah's defense is built is more it's built more so on don't break. So I think yeah. the quarterback that Teddy Bridgewater is, he's going to take whatever the defense gives you. If you let him throw underneath, yeah. he's going to throw underneath the no offense. They're going to run the ball, mm-hmm. and they're just going to try to move the ball that way, and they're just going to take whatever whatever the defense gives you. And I think the the, mm-hmm. the Jets will allow that. They want to kind of slow the tempo down, and uh and 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 play kind of like a ball control type of of of, of game. Um, yeah. So I think I think Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think he's gonna go throw for 400 yards or anything like that. I think it will be they're gonna be they're gonna probably put up you know 25 points or 26 points, and it's gonna be a slow okay. it's gonna be a slow game. Run the ball, dink and dunk passes. Mm-hmm. Jets are gonna let them have that, and uh, you know they're just gonna wait for Teddy Bridgewater to make a mistake. And I don't think he's gonna make he's he's not gonna make those mistakes. Mm. So give me your final score prediction for the game, man. Uh, so I think twenty, I think twenty six, uh, thirteen, um, Broncos. Twenty six, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. 13. I think uh, Broncos. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Joe, here. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And and you know, uh, you got to realize that coaching, coaching really matters. When you have a guy on the other side of of the uh, sidelines who've been coaching defense for so long. He understands. Yeah. He's looking. He's he's looking his chops at a, at a Zach Wilson right now because there's yeah. there, there's not enough weapons. Uh, there's not enough protection, and this guy doesn't really know what he's doing. Yet. He doesn't know what he's seeing. So Vic Fangio mm-hmm. is going to put a lot of. He's going to try ways to confuse him, and Zach Zach yeah. Wilson is just going to you know he's going to fall right into the traps. And then when you got a guy like Von Miller who is going to be pressuring you, uh, Bradley Chubb is. I don't think he's playing this week, but. Um, uh, they're very they're very good in the secondary uh, with Kendall Fuller and uh, I forget the uh, forget the other cornerback, but um, they're, they're they're very solid on defense and they're gonna um, what'd you say? It's, it's I I think it's uh, Fuller and Patrick Sertan the second. Oh yeah, the the rookie. Uh, they they yeah. they uh, they uh, just drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, they're gonna yeah. be they're gonna they're, they you know the defense is gonna be really really tough. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's how they're going to play it, and that's why I think it's just going to be a slow, methodical, slow, methodical game because they're just going to wait for the Jets to make the mistake, and then they're going to come back on offense, and 
you know, they're just going to run the ball, short passes, and, you know, if you stop us, you stop us. We just know that, you know, the offense is not going to move the ball, so we're just not going to beat ourselves. So it's unfortunate, yeah. you know, like, you know, I, I, you know, I hate watching Zach Wilson go through what he went through last week and getting booed by the home crowd because I think the dude has phenomenal talent. He has he he's probably yeah. the best thrower of the football that I that I that I've seen uh, on the Jets. Um, you know, hopefully he can put it all together. But you know, we're not giving him that much support, and I think it's just going to be the same thing like with Sam Darnold, where um, we're just not going to have a, enough players to be able to support him and give him the help that he needs, so that he can rely on. And I don't mm. think Joe Douglas is a, is going to be a, aggressive enough and free agency to go and make some trades happen for him or, you know, bring somebody in a free agency because that's just not his MO. Well, he just doesn't, you know, he just yeah. sits on his hands and, you know, and he well, just hopes that he just hopes that the plan works itself out. And if you're not aggressive, yeah. Joe, you're not aggressive and trying to get him the help that he needs, man, we're, mm. th- th- this team is going to be, it's going to be a, a, another six, seven, eight, nine, ten year uh, rebuild, man. And we're just going to oh keep recycling God, my, quarterbacks, recycling quarterbacks. Good, goodness, great. I, I'm hoping that Joe Douglas, you know, things work out going forward. I, I'm hoping he gets, you know, like you said, it, I, I think if there's guys out there he can land, he will. I'm just, we got to see, wait, I'm going to be patient. I'm not going to go too crazy, but things have got to pick up. But listen, Monty, I got to get back game. to these lines. It was hard watching I, that Yeah, game. it was. I got to get back to these lines, though, Monty. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. You have yourself a good All night, right. my friend. Okay, I'll talk to you. All right, you have now. a good Hey, you already know. Peace. Listen, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please be patient when you call. we got a lot of callers. We're going to get to everybody next. I'm going to my guy, CT. CT, salutes to you. I'm going to thank you for calling in. CT knows his Jets, man. Let me tell you something. CT, give me your thoughts. Zach Wilson, four interceptions. How are you feeling about this loss to the Patriots? <sighs> What's up, Jay? Um, <laughs> before I even get I started, heard the frustration. I just got to sigh, man. Man, um, he, I'm, he's the reason we lost the game. Man. I mean, what can I say? You know, like Zach right now, I feel bad for the kid because, you know, it's a rookie game. It's his first game out there um, in just in his yeah. home, you know, in his um, home stadium, and he goes out and throws four picks. Uh, I got to be hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. also got to own it. You got to own it. You got to own that, you know, you cost the, the team that game. And uh, hopefully mm-hmm. you can learn from that. You know, um, stop, you can't go out there. I know we keep calling you Patrick Mahomes. They're calling you Aaron Rodgers. You can't go out there and be that on the first mm-hmm. day. You got to wait your turn and you, you grow into that. And matter of fact, you're not going to be them. You're going to be Zach Wilson, the first Zach Wilson. So what we need to do yeah. is be patient, wait for him to figure out his game, and um, what that looks like with the Jets and this team. Because when you look at this team, it's a bunch of uh, people that have been, came in from free agency, people that have mm-hmm. been uh, rookies, came in that rookie, are rookies. And even on our offensive line, we got a rookie on there. He, he played better this, this week. But uh, I, I believe that it takes some time for even the new coaches. Think about that. Everything's brand new. Like this offense is going to have to figure out how, to, how their style works you know, in the NFL right now, and it's going to take time, and it's going to be, it's going to get ugly, you know, so I expected him to have a rough day, but I didn't expect it to be that bad, and uh, so I was kind of disappointed, but I'm still on the side of, like, let's, give, let's be patient and see how the season goes, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think that, 
I do think we have pieces. I know a lot of people are saying, well, he doesn't have the pieces like Sam Darnold. It's not. It's just not. It's, he has he has pieces. They just got to figure out how to use these pieces that he has. You know, running games yep. started a little bit, and I know a lot of it was uh, garbage time yards where they just pinned their ears back. But either way, I saw Michael Carter breaking tackles. I saw Tim and Coleman breaking tackles, you know. So I believe that we got talent. And the run game, if you can get that started faster, and if Zach Wilkins can, um, you know, play a little bit safer, then we got a shot to win some games. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, man, there's no screen passes. But last week, I mean, last year, we were like, oh, all we do is screen passes. So what do you want, guys? Do you want us to be throwing it down the field? Do you want screen passes? You know? So, I mean, this, this, this is the NFL, man. You, we, every team is going to be different. And if we are a team that pushes yeah. it down the field, I don't mind it so much. But Zach Wilson definitely needs to be um, a little bit more. Don't, don't let him off the leash quite yet. You know, it's only the second game. Yeah. Let, let's let's babysit him a little bit like they did Mac Jones this week um, and uh, yeah. see what we can do with Denver going forward. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's where I wanted to go right there next with you is to talk about Denver because, like you said, our offense struggled. I'm hoping they get, you know, started early. But we're going in against Denver. Are you concerned that the team is going to come out flat? Because in the past with other coaches, we've seen our team go on the road and come out flat as well. Is that a concern with you with Sulla being a rookie head coach that he won't be able to get this team up and going early so we can get started fast? You know, I, I look I look at Salah like um, a little bit, and Salah and Zach and Mike Lafleur. I kind of look at like uh, similar to what they're going through with Arizona and uh, Kyler Murray and uh, Kyle. Shan- you know, now um, is it Kyle Shanahan over there? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I believe uh, that that, that no, it's, Cliff, uh, are you talking about the Arizona Cardinals? That's Cliff Kingsbury. They they're brand new pairing brand new coaches. When he came in in 2019, it wasn't pretty, you know, I mean, but, you know, he didn't throw four picks, but, you know, I do think that, you know, now we're seeing the real Colin Murray in his third year. This is going to be something yeah. that builds, you know, just like, you know, we waited for Sam to build in the third year and he didn't pop. He had, we had to let it go, you know, and that's just how it works, you know, with, with Zach Wilson, give him his time. I think that going into Denver, what I like about our team is that we have a strong defense. It looks like we have a strong defense. I really do think it's one of the bright spots of so far this season. Is I did not expect this this defense to look the way they do in the secondary. I did not expect it to be in the, in the defensive linemen. I just imagine if we had Carl Lawson, man. Oh my God, we will be we will be in the top five yeah. defenses. I really think, yeah. like I really do believe that we will be in top five defenses of the league. So I believe yeah. that if we can stay strong on defense. And Zach Wilson can protect the ball. We have a shot, and I know it's in Denver. Yeah. I know they got Von Miller. I know they got a strong defense too. Um, yes, we have sir. a shot, you know. Um, so, but you know, going forward, oh yeah, the Mims thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to drop a bomb. I'll, I'll let you get that before asking for your final prediction. Give me that quickly. All right, that real quickly with the, with the Mims thing. I'm going to drop a bomb on you real quick. This is what my conspiracy theory is. I think he's out because of the same reason Deshaun Watson's out, and it's not because of sexual allegation, sexual assault allegation. It's because they're looking for a trade partner. I do believe John um, Douglas is trying to trade men. You know, he had some time out earlier in, in OTAs and, and, and um, training camp. It's a new coach, new regime. They already got Keelan Cole. They drafted their free agency. They got him on the squad because they wanted him. Um, and they have found a chemistry in practice, I believe. And Mims mm-hmm. came in later, and he didn't fit that chemistry. So I think they're trying to shoehorn mm-hmm. Mims in his place for him. But 
you know, and then, you know, he, so I just don't think that he's, he's fitting. And I think that Robert Fowler and all of them are just holding off on him until they trade him. I, I really hope they don't because I'm a huge fan of Mims. But we are very mm-hmm. deep at wide receiver. And when they found what they needed, they said, hey, this is what we need. And if Joe Douglas is trying to make some moves to, you know, maybe get another offensive lineman or get a, another linebacker, he might be looking at Mims as collateral damage. So that's my conspiracy yeah. theory on that. Uh, so mm. unfortunately, that Mims, unless he gets some playing time soon, he might be gone. Yeah. You know, over some, you know, by the well, end of the I season. Tell, I, and I, I tell you what, you know, yeah, the, I, I heard that. I've heard that. You know, again, that's that's unfounded. It's not necessarily you know, like you said. I heard a lot of conspiracy theories about Mims, but trading a guy after his first year, especially when you talk about how deep we are at wide receivers, one of the reasons we're so deep is because we counted him as part of the depth. One of the reasons why everybody was so excited about this this wide receiver court because it was like we had Corey Davis, we had Jameson Crowder who has yet to play, right? And we got Keelan Cole who has zero catches for zero yards, and we got Denzel Mims. That was the big thing. It was like and Elijah Moore, you know, who, who's a young uh, young uh, rookie wide receiver still trying to find his way. So we got to figure it out. We got to figure out what's going on with him. But if you're trading guys off after their first year or they're not panning out, it's going to start to going to start to not look so good. But give me your final score prediction for the game. You know what? Real, real, real quick. Who do you think uh, turns out to be the winner or the loser? Before I get to that real quick, I want to let you know, respond to what you said. The problem yeah, is right. is that we had a bad coach last year. Mm-hmm. Now we have a new coach with new needs, new things needed in this squad. The same thing happened when we had a, um, a new GM after the draft. Like, it was just – the organizational stuff in our in our squad on our on our team has just been off. So now we have a new coach, new regime. From this point forward is what we're building. From this is year one, pretty much. So expect this to be year one of the Jets. You know, erase everything from the past. You know, uh, you know. So it's going to take time. We have a bunch of rookies. Now, real talk. We got a bunch of rookies on the squad. People are starting like six guys that are rookies. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. right now. So these are grown. This is a grown men league. Like, these are grown men yeah. out here playing football, ready to knock your head off. So they're going to have to learn. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot this season. It's not going to be pretty. And we got to accept yeah. that as fan base because this is going to be what it's going to be like until next year where we might get more pieces in free agency. We might get some more draft picks and really have a strong squad with some people who have come back from previous years. And obviously Carl Lawson will be back, Jared Davis will be back, and make, make a run yeah. at it. Now, this is going to be tough, and we got to sit here and be tight. And, and uh, if you're really a Jets fan – you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you know not be a crybaby and just panic over first two games. You got to take the time and trust that hey, new team, new regime, new squad, it's gonna take yeah. um, time for the chemistry to build, and that's what a winning team is. A team doesn't mean you got a big star at quarterback or wide receiver or we need more pieces. No, a, a good team is the one that has chemistry and knows hey, well, this is what I'm gonna do, and I already know what you're gonna do because I trust you. And that doesn't happen o- over the course of you know even a season. It might take some time. So um, yeah. with the score on the game, this I'm yeah. gonna go with the so Jets. Give me your prediction. You know, like I always say, you going with the Jets? Go with my Jets. Yes, okay. 23-20. And I, I'm gonna think there's gonna be some there's gonna be some field goals out, um, that are gonna be made, and um, I think we can squeeze it out. So <laughs> CT took the Jets like he always does, man. Listen, CT, I gotta get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night. All right. You too. Good night, man. Take care. All right. Listen, CT coming in with the fire. I understand where people are coming from, but uh, it's tough. It's tough, especially when we're talking about draft classes, people being excited, 
you, you want to improve the team and move forward, well, you got to build. Building, if you're drafting guys and they're supposed to come in and build with you, they got to be able to pan out. You look at that first draft, Makai Becton, phenomenal lineman. When he plays, he's often injured. We're seeing he's out again with a, with a dislocated kneecap this time. Mims was the big second-round pick. He's inactive. He's not even playing. You're not utilizing him correctly. Ashton Davis, we'll see when he comes back. They just waved red wine today. So we'll see maybe Ashton Davis is on his way back very soon. But we got to see what, what he pans out to be. Other picks that, you know, notable picks that are not even here or not even here. James Morgan, not here. Zuniga is on a practice squad. I mean, there's a lot of question marks. Cam Clark not, on IR. There's a lot of question marks. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of question marks. But we're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. When you call in, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. Please give the stream a thumbs up wherever you're watching me from. And also subscribe if you're on YouTube. Turn on your notifications. So next, I'm going to my guy, Venom G's. Venom G salutes to you. Venom G's is a your family. Yo, family. <laughs> yeah. G's a straight savage. Listen, Venom, we got to get into it, man. Venom, four interceptions from Zach Wilson. Are you hopping off the Wilson bandwagon? Are you done? Are you nah. ready to go back and get Sam Darnold like some of the Jets fans? Give me your thoughts about it. I, I don't think they should have let Sam go originally, but I understand. I understand the move. You know, but I'm not hopping off of Zach yet. Not not the bandwagon yet. It's, he's still young. This is the second game. So, you know, this is a whole new – this is the NFL. Everything moves so fast. He's going to take time to get yep. adjusted to it. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't think he – I'm not jumping off the bandwagon this early. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, for an interception game, he's a young quarterback. He's still got to figure out his way around – I want him to recover from some of the issues and mistakes that he had. I don't want to see him continue to repeat them. But, you know, they're going to have games like this. You know, they just are. So going to the defensive side of the ball, man, I look at this situation and I say to myself, we got the Broncos coming up. This pass rush looks good. John Franklin Myers flying around, May flying around. When you're looking at this Broncos game now, do you think that we'll be able to get pressure on Teddy Bridgewater? Man, I'm – I don't see them getting pressure on too many people until the second Ooh. second half. Like I think what's happening is that they're oh. playing, you know, only two quarters of football. The first okay. first two quarters they're trying to figure out what's going on. In the second quarter, it seems like they make their adjustments. They come out trying to win. You can't be down sixteen to twenty and then think you could hold it down until the offense figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. No, because it always yeah. seems like they the teams are coming out on them and scoring, and they try to come back in the second second half. So they're gonna have to play full full quarters of football. They can't just mm-hmm. let people run it up on them and try to come back. Yeah, you know, no, and, listen, and, and I I think I think right now it's just tough to see to see the team play because you have uh, you were just saying to the last caller you have so many such a depth that wide receiver Denzel Mims. You got Mims out there, and there's no way you could tell me that Barrios or Jeff Smith is better than Denzel Mims, and you can't find a way to get Denzel the ball. That's a fact. No, you didn't even. We, we didn't even see. We didn't even see Alan Crowder out there. It seems like they're trying yeah. to get rid of all the old guys and replace them with the guys they bought in this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
So before well, I let you go, even Crowder, even Crowder, he he could, he's a slot. He was a slot guy. Play. You could put him in the slot, make things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give me your final score prediction for the game uh, coming up uh, there, Venom. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to lose? It's going to be a tough season. This is going to be a tough season. <laughs> I give it. Yeah. I give it to the Broncos. Jay. I give it to the Broncos, twenty-four okay. to seventeen. Yo, I think. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So I think it's going to be a tough one. We don't got my man Herndon out there to catch no balls and get touchdowns. For you, I see how. First off, salute to MG. He made sure to slide in two games into the season. I ain't going to say nothing. Don't even think I forgot you were part of the herd and hide. Everybody, yeah. listen, let's laugh at this man real quick. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Get out of here. Yo, yo, yo. I got a question for you real quick, man. Up out of here, Venom. Go ahead. Give me, give me a question before I let you go. Go ahead. All these injuries, man. What do you think is the big? What's happening with all these injuries? It's like every year the team get decimated by injuries. Are they practicing you know, too hard? Do you think they they? It's got to be something in the water or something because we yeah. Honestly, honestly would have looked honestly, great. Yeah, it, it could it could be a, a multitude of things, like you said as well. It could be uh, the practice. The way we practice, especially with Carl Lawson going in, going down to the joint practices, also the augmentations that they've made, it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Honestly, it just could be bad luck for us too, man. I know a lot of people like to point the finger at the staff; <sighs> they immediately go to staff. I'm not a guy that does that. I did not do that. I'm just saying, you know, it no. just could be bad luck. Of it could just be the augmentation of the off-season program. You know, what I'm saying guys coming yeah. in, trying to find a way, trying to get loose, and then. You know, we get hit with an injury. It's tough, though, Venom. It really but, is tough. But, but damn, you what, there's other teams that just, 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's every a fact. Damn, That's yeah. A fact. Yeah. Right, every Joe, year, bro. But thing, listen. Man, thanks so much. And yeah. anything you hear from me again, have a good night, bro. Absolutely. You have yourself a good night, Venom. Listen, Venom calling in with the fire. I respect Venom. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in coming towards the end of the show. So we're going to, you know, give your takes pretty quickly. We're going to go back and forth. Next, I'm going to my guy, Jason D'Angelo. I'll be coming to you next. But we're going to talk to Jason, my guy, Jason. Jason, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Give me your thoughts on this Zach Wilson four interceptions. How are you feeling about this, man? Man, um, and it was an ugly game for him. You know, as a rookie, you know, you, you hate to see yeah. it, man. Um, you would see, like we uh, people preach in the off season, we would see the highs of his highs and the lows and lows. And just this week, it was just low, low, and just it was just bad, you know. But he just has to rebound, and he has, especially against his Bungos. Defense, man. This is probably be the best defense he's going to be playing yet. So he has yeah. to just come back and just somehow just just do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're talking facts, and that's where I wanted to go with you as well to this Broncos game. You talked about their defense. Listen, this Broncos pass rush is ferocious. Okay, Von Miller is going to get after it. Are you concerned about the New York Jets being able to protect Zach Wilson? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, with Chubb and Von Miller, man, those just those two men are going to be just wild to try to stop. And so, just yeah. this whole defense, this whole Broncos team in general, man, 
they're like a dog horse to the Super Bowl. All they need is a QB, and they can, mm-hmm. if they get a QB this next offseason, they could be a Super Bowl bound. This, this team is so stacked on defense, it, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. to move this ball, and especially how bad we've been playing on offense, it, 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 it could get ugly real quick. So we just have to yeah. team, try to do enough to try to get something early. Yeah, yeah, you're talking facts. So before I let you go, Jason, you're bringing the heat, man. Give me your final score prediction for this upcoming game, New York Jets and the Broncos. Well, I know I'm going to get some fire for it, and I know your chat's going to whip me a new one, but um, um, I think that the Broncos are going to destroy us. They have just – the team just over have so many weapons and just so many playmakers that I think it's just going to overwhelm our Jets. I think it's okay. going to be like book. 9-27. to 27. Ooh, 9-27. to 27. <laughs> Jason, I respect it. There's been a lot of people taking the Broncos tonight. You know, the Savages are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to be savage, but, yeah, there's been a lot of Jets fans calling in, taking the Broncos, and I understand that take. This is a good Broncos team, and we have some question marks and some issues, especially if our offense doesn't start fast. We're going to be in a lot of trouble. But listen, Jason, i got to get back to these lines, man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Where do you? All right, you have a good one. Uh, listen, salutes to Jason, man. Salutes to him. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, D. I think this is my guy, D. This is my guy, D, from the Bronx, I think it is. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. Listen, give me your thoughts. Jets, Broncos coming up. How are you feeling about this matchup? Do you think the Jets will be able to start fast offensively against the Broncos? No. No, I do not. No, after what I see, no. No. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be positive. I Are thought you? Adam Gates. I thought I thought Adam Gates was gone. I don't know what's going on. It ain't it ain't just our QB. These play calls. He's calling about a good six plays, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lo, we, listen, we, I hear you. I, yeah, go ahead. If, if this offense is supposed to resemble uh, the Forty ers offense, it absolutely don't. It doesn't. <laughs> no. No. It doesn't. No, there's, I, I there's, mean, yeah. yeah. There, there's some question marks, man. When you look, at, you look at the four interceptions, the fact that our offense has been a consistent issue since the start of this season, started really slow in the first game. The second game, we don't even really get out of the gates because of so many interceptions thrown by Zach Wilson. A lot of people question the play calling like you're doing as well. I look at this. When we get on the road, I'm wondering, hey, this offense has got to get going because if it does not get going, particularly against this Broncos defense, the pass rush that they're able to provide, we're going to have big-time issues. I'm talking big-time issues going forward because this pass rush is so ferocious. Now going to the other side of the ball with you, D, there's some question marks about our defense. Do you think we'll be able to get pressure on Teddy Bridgewater the same way we got pressure on Mac Jones? I don't know. Is, is, uh, did, is Williams on the roster still? Because I uh, haven't seen him. <laughs> Come on, D. Listen, Quentin Williams, he's trying his best, man. I know it's bad when it, they, they, his younger brother 
is getting more. <laughs> I mean, his people are starting to know his younger brother more than him. That can't happen, yeah. man. I yeah. I I yeah. I've seen plays. I've seen plays where he literally took himself out the game. I don't think he's ready yet. I think that the injury time off. He's not back yet. Yeah. He's, he's not I back yet. They they need to do some. Our linebacker, Nigel Dean. Nigel Dean, come on. If I was coach, come on, sit down next to me, Nigel Dean. <laughs> come on. Look, I hear you, man. I hear you. You know, we we got some question marks, and I'm hoping that going forward we'll be able to solve some of these issues. Quentin Williams, like we talked about, is still trying to work himself into the situation. But, you know, I, I was impressed by the pass rush we were able to get in the pass, and I'm just hoping that we'll be able to get the same pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. So before I let you go, D. Go ahead and give me your final score prediction for this upcoming game against the Broncos, man. Who do you think wins or loses? Well, if our quarterback has any kind of performance he did last week, we're going to lose by 30. If he oh, has – if he, I'll I put it like this. If he throws for two touchdowns, we'll win the game, and, I, and I'll say 27-24. If he throws two touchdowns, I think we'll win the game. Oh. Okay, so 27-24 Jets? 27-24 Jets. We'll win. If he pulls two touchdowns. I'll take it. 27-24 Jets. All right, thank you for calling in, D. I want to th- thank you again for calling in, man. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? No doubt, man. Joe, you have a good night, man. Absolutely. Same to you, my friend. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Last call I'm going to take is my guy, Angelo. Angelo, salutes to you. I want you to give me a take really quickly. We're starting to wrap up the show. Angelo, I want to talk to you about the Jets-Broncos game, man. How concerned are you about uh, my guy, Von Miller? What are your thoughts about him? Do you think the Jets will be able to get him blocked? Well, Von Miller's got, I think he had two sacks in the first game, one sack last game. So he's, he's the only guy that has sacks on the Broncos. So if anybody's getting pressure, it's Von Miller. Um, yes. uh, so our concern is, is the numbers that the quarterbacks had against the Broncos, the Giants and the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not play well. Numbers were very bad. Obviously, there was a little bit of pressure. I mean, from, from what I'm seeing, it's just Vaughn Miller out there. And uh, mm. look at the Broncos. It's all, it's all running game. And they got Jamonte Williams. That's uh, Michael Carter's teammate in college and uh, Melvin Gordon. So, again, they got a, a game manager quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, experienced veteran. Yep. They got two running backs who are just going to slice and dice. So, to be honest with you, man, it's, it's a formula like kind of the Patriots did, man. They got well, – they, well, their quarterback, Mac Jones, played like a veteran last week. But, but basically a solid passing game with, with the two really good running backs, that's a problem for us. And, again, it starts with the defensive line. That was supposed to be our strength this year. Where the heck are they? I understand Carl yeah. Watson went down, but we went out and spent money on Sheldon Rankins. We spent a high draft pick on Quinn Williams. You know, we got lucky with Bryce Huff in the undrafted market. But to be honest with you, man, like where's the defensive line? You know, C.J. Moses yeah. can only do so much. But, man, this is going to be a tough game. But if we're going to win one, we've got to win now. I mean, we're playing Tennessee. We play, have to play Atlanta. We've got to start playing the division games. We're yeah. looking at our schedule, man. I mean, who are we going to beat? Atlanta, maybe Cincinnati, Houston. Other than that, man, Jacksonville. Maybe you got Tampa Bay. You got New Orleans. You got Philly. I mean, Indianapolis. I don't see many wins yeah. for us this year if we keep playing like this. Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking absolute facts, man, and you're bringing it. So my final question before I let you go, because we're starting to close out the show, 
is uh, give me your final score prediction, man. Who do you think wins and loses this game? You know, I, I think I was off last week. I said 28-24 New England. And, again, I told you we were going to get out coached, and we did. And I should have yeah. known that yeah. the Chiefs weren't going to score more yeah. than 10 points. Um, yeah. Man, you know what? I, I see another blowout. I see, the Den- I see Denver winning. But guess what? I'm going 17-13 Jets. I'm good. I'm, I'm Ooh, good. The defense oh. is coming this game. I think Zach Wilson is going to get that for me. Here we go. This is a game we got to steal right here. We got to steal this game in Denver. Zach Wilson's mm-hmm. kind of playing in that Midwest area, Denver, Utah-ish. You know, getting back to that weather, I think we win one here in Denver. Yeah. Listen, Angelo. Angelo bringing a fiery take to Jets. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself a good night. All right. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Listen, Angelo bringing in the heat. We're gonna have to. Close out the show quickly. This has been a great show. I want to thank all of the callers that called in. I apologize to anyone that I missed. I know I missed maybe two callers. Salutes to everybody. You know, woo, this was a fire show. Lots of heat, lots of fire. Let me close this out really quickly. Um, listen, this is going to be a tough game. The New York Jets are going in. I'm worried about the uh, the pass rush. I'm also, they got really two really solid corners as well defensively with the Broncos. A little worried about how we're going to handle business offensively. Is it going to, are we going to be able to start fast? That's a big question. Another big question is, are we going to be able to, you know, slow them down defensively? we got to get after Teddy Bridgewater. Noah Fant, I think, is going to be a big problem. We've had issues covering tight ends in the past. they got some backs that come out the backfield. I'm very concerned about Melvin Gordon. Listen, I'm going to take the Broncos, man. I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game 28-21. to 28-21. To myself. I did it to myself. So, listen, I'm going to go ahead and close the show out. Salutes again to everybody that called in and listened. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give a listen. You know, also give me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, talk to me. I'll talk back as well. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000. That's YoungJ000. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, I'll have that jersey on. I'm also on YouTube as well. All right? Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Turn on your notifications and give those videos a thumbs up. And if you want to troll me in the comments, no issues. I'll troll you right back as there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. They will always remain free. I want to thank everyone for calling in. Without you folks, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day, calling in, watching the show, and going back and forth, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah! <laughs>